Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brown Taboo Project. We are so, so excited to be bringing you this COVID mini-series. We just did wrap up our season two, but just with everything going on, we wanted to pull in a few of our different friends and partners, partners in various aspects, um, and talk to them a little bit about what's been going on and what we can do out here dealing with some immigrant mental health and sexual health in the time of Rona. I'm Sri. I'm Shreya. I'm Tanya, and we have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, I like to call her one of my mentors, um, Vanessa Jeffrard. She, um, I've known her for many years now. We were together at Planned Parenthood of Maryland, and so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thanks, Tanya, and thanks so much for letting me ha- be on this amazing, amazing, amazing platform. You all are doing such amazing work, and I'm just honored to be here and have this conversation with you. So uh, I'm Vanessa Jeffrard, uh, as Tanya said, and uh, my daytime job, I work as Vice President of Education at Planned Parenthood, and um, a lot of people know me in my other capacity as founder and creator of Vagisteam, which is a workshop series and podcast uh, that encourages folks with vaginas to have courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. And so I can see that. For uh, since about 2013, and you know, a lot of my mission with that is ensuring that Black women and women of color's voices are elevated when it comes to sex and sexual health. So, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for there. We go. We're so excited to have you. (laughs) Y'all can't see this, but she's wearing a Coochie Gang shirt too. So I I love the representation right there. Got the swag. Got the swag. So if you want your own Coochie Gang T-shirt, Vanessa, where do you go? You can go on Badge Esteem, that's B-A-G-E-S-T-E-E-M dot com slash shop. And we got buttons, we have pins, we got shirts, we got merch. There's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Your cooch yeah, pride. So. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> and Rona's uh, a good time for that. Cooch pride. Yeah, oh absolutely. That's out here. <laughs> So today we figured that we would talk to you a little bit about navigating sex, dating, relationships, all kinds of stuff in the time of the Rona. So what, you know, what do we do? How are we kind of checking up with our booze? Are we not checking up with our booze? Are we seeing our booze? Are we doing like FaceTime sex? Like what are we doing, you know? And how do you, um, especially for um, a lot of um, immigrant folks who might be stuck at home in kind of a very different environment than maybe they might be used to or in a more tense environment than they might be used to. Um, how do you kind of navigate those things? Yeah. So that's what we're here to talk about. So um, I want to hear a little bit from Sri and Sriya, if you all don't mind, if you want to share about, you know, what's going on with you guys. I think Sri has the more exciting. <laughs> do I? Oh God. I didn't mean to put you on the spot uh, no. there. <laughs> Is that okay, okay, by the way? Is that okay? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um, So what Tanya is referring to is the fact that... So Shreya and I will say have both been doing some boo quarantining during this time. But in very boo routine, I haven't heard that. That's we just. I don't know. I made that. (laughs) We'll work on it. We'll workshop it. yeah, so we've both done this, but in different capacities. Because her boo, she been with for like six years or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, I think something seven, like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> been a long time. Large number. <laughs> yeah, but my boo. So we just um, we met on Hinge in January, um, which is my first and only online date. Still yeah. one and done, apparently. <laughs> Batting a hundred. You had Um, gold. I mean, I really did. I don't know what happened. I think I'm just. I think I'm just not like burned out of online dating because I was so new. So Vanessa, the background of this is I got out of a six year relationship um, about a year ago. So like Uh this whole online dating thing is pretty new to me. In January, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try, and then went on one date. There There you go, and then and locked it down. I mean, now she's my girlfriend, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and here I am up in the mountains with her right now. So it's, I mean, I think, I think it's like, we've been dating since January. Wasn't it like brand new, you know, yeah. like around March, April is when I think 
it's around the time in general that you had been like, okay, either it's getting more serious or it's not like it's going to become something or it's not. But absolutely, I've been referring to it as a relationship incubator for sure. Like, because we got an experience of living together for about two and a half weeks. It was like right as things were starting. Um, and it was during my spring break and stuff. And we were like, I've at this point, I've known this woman for two months and we be living together for two weeks. And I was like, that's a quarter of the whole time I've known you. <laughs> like, oh my but we learned real fast that we're like, okay, this works really well. Like that's good information to have. Um, yeah. And now she's working out in the garage right now. And here I am recording a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't live together. We don't live together. We still have separate domiciles to be clear. But um, yeah, that's been my quarantine boo slide. <laughs> That's nuts. Yes. Congrats. Oh but the main thing is that you're happy. Yes. Yeah. How has it been like getting to know her? Because I feel like a lot of like couples are like either discovering like really good things, like, wow, this like time is yep. really bringing us together. Or you yep. have couples that are like, you know what? Because I've been talking to some friends who are like, I want to go back to work. Yes. I I need to get the fuck away from you right now. I am done. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here with my husband, and I just learned that he eats the ends of breads, which I think is disgusting. (laughs) Don't eat the end of bread. Come on. Do you throw them away? That's so wasteful. You can't leave it hanging. Are you serious? Listen, okay. We're immigrant shaming you right now. My finger is wagging. Shaming, and you know what? As an immigrant child myself, like I understand, I shouldn't do this, but like. Gross. Okay, first of all, he made me breakfast, which was beautiful, right? But like you He's the butt. So this is how you open bread. You open up the bread and then you skip your hands inside to take the second and third piece. <laughs> you do not eat the first piece. Okay. And so he makes me breakfast and it's a new loaf of bread and doesn't skip his hand. He just like gives me the eggs on this end piece. And I just I get like what? The first time. He was like, what's your problem? And I was like, it's the, who eats this? This is disgusting. And so we had That's this, hilarious. I had no idea. So like, like I learned, I completely learned something new. I typically give feed that to like my dog or like if I have <laughs> desperate, desperate times, I will eat the end of the bread. But I Okay, okay. I'm glad it's not getting thrown out. That was actually my only qualm there. But I will say that you're just like, here's my hubby serving me breakfast in bed and he's fucking serving it on a butt and I can't right now. I'm not trying to eat ass in the morning. What are you doing, husband? Like, get your shit together. There's so many people who, of course, like their boo doesn't like think about them in breakfast. So like, yes, it's so thoughtful. But like in like while he was handing to me, I was like, oh, take I make a face and try to control your face. Can I send this back? I don't like it. (laughs) Garçon. Excuse me. How long have y'all been together, though? Because, like, this was a new factoid to learn about your partner. So we're going to be married 10 years in July. And you never seen the boy eat bread before? And been together for 14 years. And I don't think I've ever paid attention (laughs) to his bread eating habits. There you go. Love in the time of Rona, baby. <laughs> you notice a lot of new things. Not yeah. just about relationships, mm-hmm. about family members too, because you're spending way too much yes. time with them. Yeah, you're yeah. spending so, so, much so much time with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah for real. Yeah. I think I think for us, at least, the experience has been I have, and I and I'm very aware of all of my privilege, and especially where I am right now is because like she has a friend who had a they have a spot that they Airbnb out, which obviously like completely emptied out right now. So I live in Denver, I live in the city and on my own in a studio that's like a 300 square foot apartment. So the fact that we actually even get to be here out in the mountains out in Durango and like have so much more access to nature and like I'm very aware of all of the privileges that come with that. And it has been, I mean, so I'm getting my PhD, she's in med school, there's no way in hell... Well, happy days. There, like, we never, ever, ever, ever in our normal lives would have this much time together at all. Yeah, so I, I am really grateful for the fact that like we're getting to have these bigger conversations and like you know talk through all those things in a way that I think uh, is really helpful to a relationship in the beginning that I don't think we would have had otherwise. Yeah, at all. Because it also seems like you get to some of those points now, like quicker than you would. Yeah. Yep. I think if yeah. you were like normal mm-hmm. world doing normal things, you would probably hit a lot of conversations like eight months, 12 months. Yes. 
Yeah. And it just ten years, <laughs> 10 years later, 14 know? years later, <laughs> Vanessa, yeah. learning about bread habits. There you right. go. <laughs> No, totally. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's why it's the relationship and keep, and it like either spits you out or gets you in. Right. And exactly. you're like, you, yes. you figure out what's yes. going on there real fast. But I, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said about, but the difficulty of it too. And like, there's times where I'll like Tuesday was real hard for me and I was just crying all day, honestly. Mm-hmm. And just like, didn't necessarily know why, like I have some ideas, but just nothing like, you know, quote unquote bad happened. But the way I think mm-hmm that for all of us, it's coming and going in waves and just, you'll be fine. And then you're like, the whole world is grieving and traumatized and it just Mm -hmm. hits you in kind of random moments. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, well, shit, I, you know, I don't know if I would have been crying in front of you at this point, like necessarily like that. Right. Um, And all that. But Shreya, I'm curious about on the other end of the spectrum of, cause y'all haven't lived together in those six or seven years. Right. No. Yeah. It's weird. Cause, um, for the majority of our time together, I lived in like the middle of Brooklyn and he lived in Washington Heights, which is like the tip of Manhattan. Oh, wow. It would take at least an hour and a half to get to each other's places. So it was kind of a long distance relationship for most of the seven years. And it was definitely a huge factor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was definitely like a big factor. We broke up a few times or like twice. Yeah, twice. <laughs> um, and I just have a crazy job, and he is an actor, so he works at night. So similar to Sri, like, it, this is the most time we've spent together in seven years, which is insane. That <laughs> I mean, makes sense. I know. But I think because of that, it actually feels really nice to finally be able to, like, have the time, have dinner together and oh. TV and then, like, fall asleep at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Like the grandmother that you are. Exactly. <laughs> 11 That's... o'clock, my, my white booby, like 9 p.m., she's like looking at her watch, and I'm like, excuse me, like, we have not eaten dinner yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the best we've eaten ever. Yeah. You're oh being God. so I healthy keep, right now. I, I keep seeing, seeing your um, stories on Instagram, Sria, and I'm jealous. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I'm, You're making I'm some amazing turning things. into my mother. Jealous. I'm turning into my mother, and I think so. This is one of the downsides. I'm starting to mother him too, which is not good. But here's the thing here is the thing men. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Whatever you want to say, go for it. Cis, hetero, white, blah, blah, blah men. Yeah. Need need to be coached. Sometimes. Need okay. education and how is what to I'm hearing. And how to That's live. a really nice Perfect. way of saying it. Coach. Yeah, there was so much pausing. There was so much pausing that happened with that. <laughs> He's been really good, right? Like, I was like, look, I, I work longer hours than him. He's able to, like, clock out at five and just be done, and I cannot do that. And I was like, I'm not going to be the caretaker of this home. So, like, we now have this routine where we, like, trade off dinner duty, and he, like – can wash the dishes properly now. Not now, girl. What? That shit takes coaching. You're right. You're right. That no, shit takes coaching. Oh, it does. You like, like we don't have a high power dishwasher here. <laughs> exactly. We do have a dishwasher, but some things like need to be. You need to scrub it. You gotta yeah. scrub it. Just scrub yeah. it properly. That's the other like, thing I've been yes. saying for days and weeks here. Like you can't. Like he didn't grow up with a dish. Like he had to like do them by hand. So now that he, now that we have a dishwasher, he thinks like, oh, it's just this magic machine that's uh-uh. gonna rub it for you. I'm like, no, you have to. Like, <laughs> Rewash them stuff, right? And he's like, well, what's the point? I might as well just wash them by hand. I'm like, no. A little bit. Kind of. Yeah. But all that said, it's been really good. And like, it has been a surprisingly pleasant, like equal partnership, which I'm happy to report. That's really nice. So yeah. Yeah. Has it made you all consider like not being separate anymore? Even Well, yeah, we've been wanting to move in for a long time it's just Mm -hmm. a weird thing of like where do we move and like finances and things like that and now I also am in a very privileged position where like I along with my parents own the place where I live so he'll probably (laughs) move in but it's just a like timing thing and Mm -hmm. and like he had to take a pay cut so like Uh. now there's all that stuff like 
victim. You gonna be his landlady? I know. (laughs) Sugar mama. I was like, this is your home, but you're not gonna be living rent free. (laughs) She's like, "Um, actually, the rent is make dinner every night and don't ever have your pants on the floor. Okay, thank you. But you know what's a weird thing to add to all this? Because like, so I'm not very religious, but my parents are. Well, they're fairly spiritual, but like, they're just like weird cultural things that are popping up. Like he made steak the other day and I don't care if he eats beef or anything, but I was like, oh my God, like my parents like own this place. And it feels like I'm sullying the place a bit, you know what I mean? Like bringing beef into the house, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because like he cooked it on his pan and everything, but then I was, I was about like, to say, now we gotta clean the kosher household shit <laughs> and like the things. And it's I did not anticipate this part like happening to me because mm-hmm. I truly don't care if we like go out, yeah, taking him to a steakhouse and he has a burger or whatever. Birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just the thought of like bringing it into the home, and my mm-hmm. parents weren't too happy about it either. Oh, um, they weren't. Ooh, okay. I mean, yeah. they're they're not like make sure it doesn't do it again. But they're like, oh, we, you know, it's you know. A, a home. <laughs> so maybe he needs like a little George Foreman for the the yeah, balcony or the yeah. patio or whatever, and like, like that's like a little cool. heater, he, he, heating. What do you call it? Like you know, a little camp stove pad, kind of thing, yeah, yeah, type of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think it was more just like bringing it into the house. The house, mm-hmm. yeah. Even. If there's no balcony space. No, because yeah. that's why I was like, they were so- like, he can like order it or something. Yeah. But or like, like go out it. and eat it or whatever. But it's just like the act of preparing it, which is like this weird like cultural thing that I'm mm-hmm. having trouble explaining. Because he's like, why can't I have what's go- like, yeah, what's going on? Why I mean, he gets it, right? He, no, he gets it. He Like he would never do it if my parents were here, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're not here. Right, and, right, right, right. But there's like this added thing, but. He, he's he's very understanding. It's just like I I'm sure he's still also struggling to yeah. understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, Danya, I I want to throw it to you because I'm curious about because I guess you've been like you also are kind of on your own, but also have been with your parents a bit more. And I'm curious about that side of the experience as well because it's yeah. it's one thing when you live on your oh, own or face. live with your partner, but like when you trying to, I don't know what you're trying to do right now, love in the time of Rona, but I'm curious as much as you want to share how that's been. Um, so, so far, nothing like too exciting because I have just been texting with um, a few people. Um, but, and she goes, it, she brushes her hair back. A few um but uh there's only one that is like you know like like a steady conversation where it's Mm -hmm. like every day um one person turned out to be just like a big jackass and then ghosted Mm -hmm. me and I was like you know what you can take it because um he was like oh he's one of those people that kept you know like kept saying like hun and beautiful and like I just like really don't like that when Mm. you haven't met anybody and like there's nothing of substance and they're just like constantly like it's going to be okay, beautiful. It's going to be fine, hun. So I was like, hey, um, you know, it's a little <laughs> awkward to say, but please stop calling me hun. Like, you know, and he got really offended. And I was just like, well, Damn. fuck you then. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, bye-bye. Um, I'm just trying to say you're beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was mm-hmm. just like, no, it's, but you know, like, I don't know. It, it just, there was something about it that just like was honestly creepy like more than mm, like yeah. you know and I was just like eh, it's not working well and the um, second you say something like that of like I would like you to refer to my body and my personhood in this way and someone gets offended about yeah. it you're like no fuck you okay. bye like when, whatever it is and I don't know and you know this is like me very much generalizing like the Indian fuck boy but like to be like you're the first girl who's ever said don't call me beautiful um but okay oh, I get it please. I respect that so I'll just call you Tanya and nothing else and I was like yeah that's Indian exactly fuck what boy. I said. Indian <laughs> fuck I, boy. I should have, you know, I think I just got carried away by the good looks, but I should have known from the beginning. I should have been like, this is. Wait, where did you meet? You know? where, what is this like um, an app meet? Where did you meet was, this yeah, woman? Yeah, this was like a Bumble, Bumble thing. And then we started texting and stuff. Okay. Because um, I wasn't sure if it was like Dill Mill or something, if it was specifically no, a fellow South Asian. 
I haven't done dumbbell in oh. a while since okay. that has mm-hmm. never gone well <laughs> ever in my yeah. favor so far. Because um, I would, not that I've ever been on it, but I feel like that would be full of Indian fuckboys. Um, it is. Was. It is, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and even if they're not fuckboys, there are some real characters in there. Let's just... And just to be clear, there are fuckboys across South Asia. They are. Uh, all we don't over. mean to deprive fuckboys no, from, no, 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 no. from the rest of the diaspora. I want to <laughs> <laughs> Every race, religion, country, <laughs> they exist everywhere. They're ubiquitous, unfortunately. They are. They are. Fragile masculinity, uh, unfortunately, is very it is, is ubiquitous. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, and you know, I think one of the things we do talk about, right, in South Asian culture, like there is definitely people, and by people I mean like men and boys growing up in a very privileged household in a very privileged mm-hmm. position, like all of that contributes to it, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, oh, my mama still cooks for me or like my mom still does my laundry or like, you know, whatever bullshit, right? And you never learn to be like a true adult. A human. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yes. Yes. Like you've been nurtured mm-hmm. and coddled all your life and it shows. It really shows. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Um, and then the third third person i'm talking to is really bad at texting so um i think at this point it's just it's just pissing me off at this point (laughs) (laughs) like you just pop out every week and be like hey and i'm just gonna like hey oh you you remember i still like this that's nice (laughs) so that's like where i'm at right now um nothing really exciting other than that but in, I mean, the general atmosphere, right? Like what, I mean, and I guess Vanessa, because I think your platform reaches so many people and I'm just mm-hmm. curious about what you've been hearing in terms of like, yeah, what, what is the sitch in terms of, I remember um, when shit first started coming out and just being like, sick appointments are canceled. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. But you know, people are still doing it. People are, <laughs> well, thing. People and are we're still now- doing it especially now we're in a kind of interesting phase. And I think that's why it's, it's kind of extra exciting to be having this conversation at this time when things are starting to calm a little mm-hmm. bit, depending on where you live, like Colorado's mm-hmm. in stage two, we're at like safer at home, right? We're not in shelter in place anymore. And like, it's kind of the same thing, but slightly relaxed and yeah. whatever, like as we're transitioning and people are like, okay, we've been doing this for two months, but like, what now, what is the next right. year, year and a half look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's your perspective been, what you've been seeing? Yeah. So I mean, since this thing started, it has not stopped anybody. So at first, like with my like public health hat on, I was like doing like cute posts and like videos around like telling people like, you know, thinking about like, if they are going to be engaged, like one, do not engage in sex with other people if, if you're not, if you're not quarantining in place with them. So that was like my first thing. And then, you know, I was telling people like dick appointments are canceled, of course. And like telling people like, you know, COVID is spread through saliva at the first few weeks, what we knew was COVID could be spread through saliva and through uh, fecal matter. So I was telling, you know, folks and doing a lot of my education around like no butt stuff during this time, no mouth to butt stuff. Don't be eating ass right now. No, no, like, no, no bread time. butts or real butts. <laughs> it is not time. It is not time to be romantic and make out with randos at this point. Like you really need to protect yourself. And so what started happening was like, every time I did post like that, I would get like 10, 10 other messages and DMs like, well, like what if like they were at home or blah, blah, blah. My favorite was somebody being like, well, thank God for lesbianism because, and I'm like, what? That doesn't, well, that doesn't mean anything. Oddly fluid. What? Um, or, what? Yeah. So yeah. It was just like, only people, heterosexual salivate. Yeah, no, literally, like people were <laughs> and just get like, their own up. <laughs> get COVID. and choosing the rules that applied to them. And so, that's, that's fair. you know, I just started realizing that like, and I still believe it. We're not going to get through this because people cannot, like, they just can't. They cannot. Like, I'm so. They de- cannot control their urges. Is it fair they to can't. say that hormones will be the downfall of humanity? It's, yeah. Listen, it's going to be hormones. It's going to be. Horniness want, will be the downfall yeah, of it's humanity. It's going to be wanting cooch and dick. It's going to be <laughs> things. Like, no one. It's going to be people wanting to go to brunch. Like, people cannot help mm-hmm. this stage right now i do that people think it's over yeah <laughs> soon because i don't know about where everybody you know where everybody lives but like 
Friday and Saturday, it was like 75 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things are trying to open up. So yeah. we're out. Everybody, yeah. like here in Maryland, it was like, you know, some retail establishments are open. And so I'm like, okay, so y'all gonna lose your lives by going to Marshalls and Ross and TJ Maxx? Like, is that- For real. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But yeah. like, I think people are just like, I've been in the house long enough. Yeah. Like, this is over with. I'm over it. And this is infringing upon my rights and what I'm allowed to, should exactly. be allowed to do. Yeah. Exactly. And so I feel like people have just declared that this is over because when I was driving around on Friday and Saturday, no one had, ma- like, really? Not- oh, no. So had a mask on. Like, people staying at the bus stop. People, like, were Dang. like walking to parties and barbecues. Oh like oh walking in packs and I'm like oh y'all just decided like this shit's over so right like it's and you are done. clearly not a household like we exactly that, but that's yeah you are not a household so yeah mm-hmm. i think that like i'm 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 a little bit scared but like i um yeah i think folks the thing the main thing i see folks are dealing with right now and like something that i've posted a lot about is like changes in sex drive because like mm. And I know for myself, like the first few weeks of this, I was just having like really bad sleep. And so I know like if I'm not rested, if I just like, I didn't feel in my body, I just like, I just felt real messed up. So I wasn't feeling too sexual. So I posted something that said like, it's a global pandemic. It's okay if you don't feel like a sex kitten. And it resonated <laughs> with a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they're like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about because this quarantine got me feeling woo. And so a lot of people have been, because they are home with yeah. you know, their partner, like mm-hmm. they have more time and they have more time to explore new things and have different mm-hmm. things where I feel like for some people, especially folks who are, you know, taking the blinders off their relationships, you know, one, I don't feel like having sex with you because I did not realize like you are not a partner in this relationship. You just mm-hmm. like a maid. Uh, or you eat or, bread butts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I just feel depressed and I feel anxious yeah. because this whole thing is happening. And therefore I don't have a sex drive and I only want to be held right now. Like I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. now, during this time, I've been really like touch hungry and I'm, mm-hmm. yes, you got that skin hunger. You got yeah. that skin hunger. Let's and go. I'm totally not like that. Typically when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what's up? Because I just feel <laughs> I brush my teeth. I put my clothes on. I listen to my podcast, my news podcast. I do my breakfast. And I'm like, I am so fine with not like touching or cuddles. Yeah. Because I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't feel like it. But now I am so whiny. Like <laughs> when I had to tell, yes, to tell so my husband my needs, like it was hard for me to express it. But then like mm-hmm. he is not used to seeing me like this. So it was hard for him to understand. I was like, I just feel like you're not spending I am with me. He's like, but we're in the same house. <laughs> and I was like, you just don't even come to see what I'm doing. But you're on conference calls all day long. And I just, I, just, I don't, I don't even, have the words for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, right now. yeah so I, yeah. there's this like ebb and flow of drives, mm-hmm. people's like relationship stuff, community. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like y'all are saying that skin hunger is like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, the only thing I was going to say is like, you know, like intimacy is not just sex, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. all, I think as people Preach. who are in this field, we all know this, like, yeah. you know, there's like touching. There's also like, you know, like if you subscribe to like the love languages, there's like, you know, doing something for you is yeah. a type mm-hmm. of intimacy. Like, like right. you breakfast, like that's yeah. a type of intimacy. Right? Like it. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't, you know, yeah. like for, I think for people, like maybe the type of intimacy they want to experience is shifting to, like, like you said, yeah. Vanessa, like the more like touch kind of love versus like having sex, you know, they're each different. To yeah. People. So for I sure. That, yeah. that could be happening too. Definitely. I'd be interested to know though, because I've, I've noticed the same thing where like, I want to like cuddle, not even cuddle. I just want to be like held in a hug. Yes. And then like, I love this thing where like, 
Shushuri, shushuri. Yeah, it's yes. like shushuri means like tickling. It's, it's not even word. tickling. It's just it's like, like a like a feather. light petting. Yes. Yeah, I love like that. That sounds so naughty it. when you say it. Like it's like a very it's a very cat. It's like the thing you do to a cat that they love. Like that's what I love, and that's what I want. And I've noticed a dramatic increase in that, and also a dramatic decrease, dramatic increase in wanting to like talk on the phone or text or do oh, calls yeah, or like yes. connect with anybody digitally. Yeah. And I feel guilty on one hand because it feels like I am just completely wrapped up in my partner and I don't care about anyone else, which isn't right. true. But at the same time, I also He's- like cannot bring myself to do this like what to me. Additional. Like additional and also kind of artificial yeah. way of connecting yeah. with people. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's like, I mean, I'm sure there's some connection, but I'd be interested if like any of you have noticed that as well. Yeah. I will admit that I literally have a saved text of like on my clipboard of like the, how are you? Right. And I'm like, here's my quick rundown of how I am because everybody's asking like the same thing. Right. And it's like, it hasn't, doesn't necessarily change like that much that quickly. Right. And it's just like a canned response that I'll like edit based on who the person is and, and whatever is relevant. <laughs> but like, right. truly no, because it does. I, I mean, y'all know I'm like a hundred out of a hundred extroverted, but like it, it does, there's something about, connection in person. And I, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Shreya, because I think there is that piece of like, oh, why am I not wanting to connect with other people in my circle? But it's because as far advanced as we are digitally in our technology, in our connection, et cetera, et cetera, we as humans, I think like our bodies are still in a place that our prefrontal cortexes aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. And it's like, we still crave there's, it's not the same as when you have physical proximity. Mm -hmm. There's like more information that you get from that. There's like, Mm -hmm. however you want to refer to it, energy, connection, like just spirituality, however you want to say it, there's something about that, that literally regardless of touch explicitly, just presence is different. Absolutely. For me, like, it's like, for example, um, I think that's, one of the reasons where like t- like talking to people over text like it just it's not doing it for me because like one you mm-hmm. can't understand people's tones but also i don't know how i feel about like talking on the phone with someone i've never met or facetiming with someone i've never met and then imagine like three months from now if i get to meet that person and i've kind of built up this like they have a very vivid imagination right so i am thinking you know like in my mind i'm building like a personality yeah you do yeah you person do. right yeah. <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> like, that's what's serving you during rona let's be real that's what's serving you right obviously, now obviously um obviously uh, my yeah. vivid imagination comes in very handy in my <laughs> life <laughs> so, Danya, anyway. you need to watch love is blind oh i do need Ooh. to watch love is blind yeah yeah Mm. <laughs> it's a I hot know mess. Vanessa has thoughts on that. It's a hot, it's a hot mess. mess. It really is. It's a whole lot of a lot. But I'm just but like, I think what if relate. what if when I meet this person, like they don't match any of that, and then like, then what? Like you know, like what happens, yeah. right? Versus for me, like the first date, honestly, like is make it or break it. Like always, yeah. like I know before the date ends whether there's going to be a second or like you know whatever, right? Like so I'm just like I can't like figure out people but I also don't want to like really FaceTime with you you know having never met you it just I don't know it's like a very weird thing and for me like same thing with like talking on the phone with people like if I see your face I can read your body language I can read your face and like Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm on the same page as you but um I don't know I think it's a very millennial aversion to talking to people on the phone that you don't know you're just kind of like oh my god like what are they saying what are they thinking like do they think I'm dumb like you know like all these like yeah. coming up I think that is proving to be hard yeah 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 I mean I I totally agree um I think that for me I think it's because we've been sitting in front of our computers talking to everybody we don't mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from like work to co-workers social happy hours right. everything yeah and I feel like now folks are doing this like over communication thing, which now makes you not want to communicate with folks because like before when you were at work, you didn't like, we didn't have to like video call each other for right, 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 right. The email, send it. But for some reason now, because folks know you're sitting at home, they're like, let me just randomly video call you. No, send that thing in the email like you would have done like 
when we were in person mm-hmm. and yeah. answer when I feel good and ready to. But I think like, especially folks, like I'm talking about people who are like bosses because like, you know, people do that where they're just like, oh, you're just, I know you're sitting at home. Let me just call you, which then drains your energy, mm-hmm. to, you know, call a friend or see how other people are doing. And like I was telling Tanya before we started, like that the third and fourth week, I just did not want to talk to anybody. I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. and yep. I didn't yep. want to text yep. nobody. Like I just, and I just didn't have it in me. Not only was I having my own feelings, yeah. tired and anxious and like not rested. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't have, like, I just didn't have energy to pour into anyone else to even care how yep. you're doing mm-hmm. this. And like now, like, I feel like my systems are getting, you know, yeah. a little bit normal. our baseline, right? Yeah. yeah. Coming back to, yeah. I'm coming back to normal, but I agree with Tanya because I think me and her have like similar like personalities and that like, I've had like new friends try like people who, you know, the people who you're like, you swear that you're going to go to a happy hour, get lunch one day. And like, <laughs> it hasn't happened in six months. Don't. <laughs> yeah. And so like those folks, I find they're reaching out and being like, Hey girl, like, why don't we do like, um, a zoom call mm-hmm. if we go out to Starbucks? I can like wrap this thing up. If like, yeah, be like, gotta go. be like oh, yeah, I have a one o'clock. I gotta go. Whereas on the Zoom call and it's like boring as hell. I'm looking at your face, looking at my, I mean, I guess you could just turn off the computer and be like, oh, my internet's down. (laughs) My laptop died. (laughs) Oh no, I just got COVID. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was not funny, but not funny. That wasn't funny. (laughs) But it's like a real thing. Like, I guess you can say like, oh man, my my internet cut out for the rest of the Like, if it's not if it's not like clicking i feel like mm-hmm. the spark happens in person for some mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah and if yeah. we do it online i'm kind of like but then again they're saying that zoom dates are the best because now you don't have to commit you could just like see if you like them just before yeah yeah and you could just like move along because i've had friends be like oh anybody could get a date now because you're just kind of like, why not? What the hell else am I doing? And it right. better when the person sends you dinner to your house, which I see. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. maybe I should ask for that. Yeah, then it's like a real dinner. So yeah, but that. it's actually interesting to me, Dania, to hear you say that in terms of that, like the phone has been, I guess, and you're saying more with new people, because I feel like I've been in some ways having an opposite, like I want to revert back to the phone because mm. we're on fucking video all day, every day. <laughs> And it just is, it drives you fucking nuts. And it's yeah. like, it's just so yeah. much. It's, it takes so much more energy. And so I, there was a day last week that I was on video. I shit you not, straight up from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like oh different research, class, teaching, like lab meetings, social, like social justice, just blah, 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 blah. Like oh, back to back to back goodness. to back to back till 7 yeah. p.m. 7 p.m. I was supposed to have a call with friends. Like, and we were like, video or phone? And then we all were like, we're actually really burned out from video. Can we do phone? And it was so nice <laughs> to just have a regular ass phone conversation yeah, and yeah. not be worried about video and just be like, I can just yeah. concentrate in some way. Like your energy is better spent because I can actually just listen and not right. have to do the like, how does this like fly little piece of hair right here? Look? I, like, like you're what looking at yourself all like, the time. <laughs> like, am I picking, am I, am I brushing my nose too much? Cause it's just, like, <laughs> you don't want that to happen either. Right. So it's just, it's been interesting shit, but I do, I mean like Vanessa to what you're saying there, I think has been, I hope people out there are really giving themselves a lot of just love and compassion for this because Race, I do yeah. think that it's been, it just comes and goes in waves randomly, right? Even if yeah. it's, whether it's very close to you in terms of being a grocery store worker, um, uh, someone who's a first responder, someone who's like out there and having to work and or knowing somebody who's sick, or even if you don't have any of those, like just the general, the world is just upside down and in a weird state. And I feel like right. it comes and goes. And sometimes you feel like really reaching out and sometimes you feel like really not. Right. And that's those waves come and go and that's okay. And I think those posts that there was a couple of posts, I think when like the first week of this uh, on Twitter that were like, um, you know, who your real friends are or something. Uh, if, if they check in on you during this time and it's like, no, actually everyone's dealing with their stuff. So judging people on how they're checking in on you when people are trying to like, 
navigate themselves, navigate these, mm-hmm. navigate, you know, mm-hmm. navigate the loss because like, yeah. for me, I think, especially all of us growing up in immigrant households, I feel, you know, I know everyone has their own style and flavor. My parents are very like tough love. And so, and kind of like things are what they are. So like, I think my default reaction when people are like, I'm missing prom and graduation and black like, suck it up yes. yeah my first like, thought was like yo prom, get, get, get. people are dying yeah you know? or like whatever but then I had to like you know de- like you temper know, that yeah still still programming my brains mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my cynicism mm-hmm, and like, no mm-hmm. actually this is a lot like it may seem like it's not that big of a deal but it's something big for you therefore yeah. a loss or what, what have you. So. And then like, you know, for like with COVID, especially people have lost family members, friends, mm-hmm. coworkers. Like yeah. I know like um, where I work, like people were laid off and like that hit really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, people right. that I didn't necessarily even like, honestly, but yeah, uh, you know, some, <laughs> not everybody, but at the yeah. same time, like you can't help but feel for them. Right. Because yeah. we're not in a place where like, okay, you lose one job, you can easily get another job. Yes. Something yeah. like for example, like going from healthcare to like, say, working in a grocery store, right? Yeah. To just pay rent. You can't even do that right now. So like, yeah. what are folks going to do? And then like, on the creative side of things, right? Being like a part-time professional photographer, I am grateful that I have a full-time job. Mm. That I don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, no my clients have canceled, canceled yeah. on me. Weddings have been pushed back. Like, it yeah. doesn't affect me the same way that it affects like a full-time mm-hmm. yeah. creative person whose entire livelihood comes from that. So like, yeah. and, you know, like I think the expectation is like social, like everyone, I think the other thing too, I like, I don't know, I don't know if it's relevant to this conversation is like people posting on social media and how much that drains your energy too when you read. Mm-hmm. And I know people yeah. like that's an outlet for people to share like the bad things and the good things. Yeah. But I have had to like unfollow a lot of people, like delete Instagram multiple times. I deleted yeah. Facebook like off my um, uh, phone and stuff because like seeing the negativity and like all the bad also like drains your energy and like kind of makes you like into this like zombie not to say like people can't post and they they should share like the good and the bad but like I'm just like I can't take it anymore like it yeah I I, as like an empath like it is like leeching into like my soul and like I just like can't do it anymore um so yeah I think that's that's like a big part of it too I think we're going to come out of this and I, I, I feel like we're already starting to see it where like people have survivor's guilt almost. Yeah. Like I know a large part of like why I'm not reaching out to people is because like you start this text conversation. Hey, how are you? Oh, I lost my job. Cool. I still have mine. Like you can't have that conversation. Yeah, like, like what do you, you say just to don't that, talk to right? them? Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, people at first it was like people with underlying conditions are particularly vulnerable, but now yeah. I'm seeing people are just like getting it and, and passing who didn't have that. Right. And, and now right. it's like, Oh, so it's just like at random uh, people are dying. And then you see people your age passing away from yeah. COVID. And then it's like, shit, they're, we're the same age. Like, yeah, they got it, it happened to me. If it happened to you, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. But it didn't happen to me. It happened to you. And I feel like that's just going to fuck up a whole Gen- th- this whole generation oh, absolutely. of people probably. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think it is on the mental health side, it has been really interesting to see some of the trauma literature and like it, it's similar to recovering from like um, a natural disaster or something, you know, like, or mm-hmm. like some of the, some of the, some of the different 9-11 research mm-hmm. has been relevant to some extent, but it's, it's strange and it's different and it's such a beast because it's like, we are all going through it together even as everybody's experiences are, you know, idiosyncratic. So it's like this weird, yes, everyone individually is having a worse or better time, but like the fear is pervasive. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's so strange about it is it's not, I don't think we necessarily as humans even necessarily have the full capacity to deal with it because it's like, it's not like, oh, the tornado hit and now it's in recovery time, right? Or like, the planes have fallen and this is the casualty and like now we have to rebuild, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like 
this weird nebulous like till a vaccine arrives mm-hmm. essentially because there's no end point that we exactly. can see yeah and, yeah and the end point is so far away that like our puny little brains just can't fucking handle it and, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> and it is and it's scary because it is like your body is not meant to live in a perpetual state of fear like that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's Especially like chron- it's, it's chronic stress right like yeah it, in yeah. some way it's chronic yeah. stress it yeah. absolutely is and it's yeah it, it and at the same time i think every time especially with people who have their jobs, who are not sick themselves, have not had a loved one die, do not, you know what I mean? Like people who are more privileged and are more, more insulated. And we know very well the socioeconomic and racial ethnic right. lines mm-hmm. by which COVID is killing people and impacting communities more. Right. But like, it's just such a weird, it's like, even if I'm well off, I could still die. And if I'm not doing very well, I am like regardless of where I am along the spectrum, there's a collective sense of despair and it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre to see it play out in New York in particular because, so I live in Harlem and literally just like 20 some odd blocks below me is the Upper West Side. Mm. There's this interesting data that showed that the Upper West Side has seen the most people leave the city. Hmm. Um, Yeah. And to go to the Hamptons or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, to like go wherever the fuck rich people go. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting because they've, they drew this conclusion based on trash collection data. Yeah. which mm-hmm. is really interesting. So mm-hmm. literally the trash of the Upper West Side has left the city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but like if you walk around Harlem, it feels packed because people are still going about their lives. And there's yeah. a lot of people who are like essential workers up here. But slash also- I don't have a second home where other people- Slash who I, I don't have a second can, home who and can things like that. Who can put me up and, or whatever, yeah. And there's a ton of like elderly people who live up mm-hmm. here. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's so insane that literally like it's less, it's like a mile away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's this marked difference between how people can or cannot survive. Yeah. Access resources to be able to get themselves out or safer or, and yeah, nobody's safe necessarily, but like, Yeah. yeah, that pervasive sense of it. I think for some people, like, they are maybe taking refuge in, like, a relationship or, you know, like, a significant other or something like that. So, like, that's there too, right? Like, for people who are maybe, like, Sue, like, you're saying, like, you're spending more time with Mike than you have ever before and you may not get this time back. Like, I feel like that becomes, like, a support system and, like, and, you know, for you and Mike, it's different because you have been together for a long time. But, like, Sue, for you, like, I feel like Rosa is you know, a new support system, but like, like you said, it it accelerated like the rate at which it would have happened, Mm -hmm. you know, if COVID didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that kind of thing. So I think that's very interesting. People are finding different ways to cope and maybe that's with a dick, that's with a dick appointment, you know? Right. And that's it. Besides you got to risk it all. (laughs) And that's, oh, I will say there was a funny thing on Twitter too. That was like, my friend broke quarantine to go get dick down and then got COVID. Oh my God. So it was like, they got COVID. (laughs) Like that's the STI version. (laughs) <laughs> it's not that it, it's an STI, but like that's how it becomes a sexually transmitted. Oh my god! I saw I and I um I I said this um to a couple of friends, but I saw this like really funny meme. I don't know where it came from, but it was a guy wearing like an entire hazmat suit, goggles, everything, but the butt was cut out, and it was hey. like I'm ready for my hookup. There you go. Yes. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like everything is protected, but the butt. <laughs> the thing through all of this is that it's like we know we know this already, and you know this in terms of like some different climate activism kinds of stuff, like sustainability practices and whatnot too. Of shame doesn't work like that. I mean, any immigrant child can tell you that too. Shame doesn't stop you from doing, <laughs> doing whatever. Any dumb thing. Yeah. No, it just makes you feel guilty as hell as you do it, right? So, right. Like, yeah. so you know, yelling at people about like, oh, you're not wearing your mask or why are you going, you know, even the shaming that we did at the beginning of this for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's like there is a balance where people need to, you need to survive in all of the different ways that surviving means and like yeah. 
that means keeping yourself physically safe and healthy to the extent possible, but it, it does also mean your mental health too and like your spirit and like being able to nourish yourself. And because what's yeah. the point of your life if you're not doing it in a way that is at least somewhat fulfilling to you, yeah. you know, even within the restrictions that exist. So, I mean, I don't know. I think there is a lot, especially, especially like now that we're getting to the summer and it's continuing mm-hmm. of like, how do you manage them, right? Like what's kind of the risk management? Um, where can you give yourself a little bit of leeway or freedom or like, maybe I will go meet up with this one person I've been texting with and that'll just be my new quarantine mm-hmm. fuck buddy or whatever. You know, like how can I do this in a relatively safer sex mm-hmm. way, safer physical health way um, where I am still getting some amount of connection? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like very much like what we teach with HIV, like risk reduction, right? There is no mm-hmm. such thing as risk elimination. Right. So how do you do it in a slightly safer way, but you right. still get like what you need out of it? Yeah. Right. I've been yeah. telling folks like, so here I live in Baltimore. And so I, you know, I feel like I've been doing things in tears, right? I've been like, all right, because I mean, everything I do, I'm an educator. So everything I do is with the hope. And my whole career is based off of if I give you enough, you know, if I empower you to make the right decisions, and if I empower you with all the information and knowledge and resources, then you will be able to make like the right decision, right? (laughs) But this has really even made me like think about how we communicate certain things because at this point, I think for me, and especially like, I, I feel like uh, something that I posted on my Facebook yesterday was like, Haitian kids have been groomed for this, this quarantine life from day one. Like we have been groomed to sit in the house. Like, so I am cool. Like, I feel like I've been like, all right, I'm in here. I'm buckled in. I don't miss brunch. Like I am cool. With- Let's do it. This was my childhood. It's fine. Right. <laughs> like this is totally my childhood. Not hanging out with friends. Cool. So I think that, um, I think for me, like I started out and like my whole thing is educating through humor, just really starting out yes. like education and just like humor around like dick appointments are canceled. And of course, like seeing people's reactions towards that. But then seeing that like people actually weren't canceling them because then I was like, y'all don't want to lose your life off of three pumps. Okay. Ooh, that's so a fucking truth right there. Holy three, shit. Like, y'all really Might as well do it yourself. Oh, my kingdom for three pumps. So three pumps, you about to get COVID. Like, are we really going out like this? No, out like this. And then According to my math, it would be like one and a half pumps because if they haven't been doing it in a while. Right. Yes. True. <laughs> After so I tried yeah. and I tried and folks were still like, look, I'm real, I'm really, I'm, I'm willing to risk it all. So <laughs> I started like putting diagrams together and I have it like right in front of you because I've used it several times, but this diagram has been yeah. like, oh, yes. person oh, yes. A and person B and just really trying to get people to understand like mm-hmm. it's not just because then, then, then even in those conversations, I felt like people really just don't understand how it's spread because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. they're an essential worker. They should be fine. They're only going to work. Those are the people you shouldn't be. Right, right. Like, (laughs) what do you know? And so I was like, guys, if you, it's not just a matter of was your boo sitting at home? Who have they been around, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My risk reduction and my harm reduction approaches. If you're going to do this, you really have to ask some questions and not be afraid to ask questions. Like, Mm -hmm. I would love for you to text over, come over. I would love for you for us to do some things that I feel Mm -hmm. doing, but like, who have you been around in the last two weeks? Who have you been around? Have you gotten your haircut? Like mm-hmm. going on because really this is a matter of like breathing on someone and touching the same thing yeah. and touch. And so when's the last time you've been grocery shopping? Like, yeah. Exactly. You last pump yeah. your gas. <laughs> exactly. And so like, if you're like, Oh, all they did was just like, go get a haircut. Well, that barber has been around X knows well, and it's coming back to you. So I think yeah. right now it's just even the we just need to start at like a baseline, just mm-hmm. 100 level around yeah. like basic public health, right? Like, disease like yeah. spread and hygiene. Because I mm-hmm. feel like there's a piece of it that's really like people are not getting, and mm-hmm. yeah. 
here in Baltimore, when I've just noticed with like people's reactions, I've been, I've just decided to like hand out uh, safe sex kits that have like condoms, lube, dental dams. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Internal and external uh, condoms and plan B in them because I'm like, mm, nice. If you're going to do this, you might as well do it safely. <laughs> as safe as you can. Yeah. Right. Harm reduction, baby. Harm reduction. It's the harm reduction approach. And it's the, the thing that I keep telling everyone every week is things are constantly changing with this mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Like just two weeks ago, they were like, oh my gosh, stroke and, and um, the your sense of pace going away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, like they didn't know that a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. Saying it can be potentially found in semen. Like, who knows in a few weeks? You could- Wait, really? I didn't hear that yet. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I, I read that somewhere. Uh oh. So it just came out. It just came yeah. out like, yeah, it was last week um, in Wuhan. They did a small study with like 38, 38 men. And I believe 15 of them, they found semen. Uh, they found <gasps> it in their semen. Yeah. Of course, that's not conclusive. Of course, that's not a wide study but they're basically trying to say like hey there could be a trend here mm-hmm. but so the assless hazmat suit isn't gonna save you either <laughs> no, like, it's not. god damn it <laughs> damn. exactly and so you do have to like make sure that you are wrapping up and make sure you are washing your hands before mm-hmm. sex and yeah, all of yeah. Things, if you're choosing to have sex to do that and, and you yeah. know when yeah. you come home you know wash all your clothes like take Everything. a shower like those wash kinds yourself of things, up right? yeah wash yourself wash your clothes Everything. you know yeah yeah disinfect your steering wheel yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And really learn how to wash your hands. That little, that little. Uh, that's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <not>, Under <laughs> your nails, all of it. Exactly, and so I think that um, I think we have just work to do generally with like education mm-hmm. in general. But I also think that this. I mean, because I do all of my work is in sexual health, it makes me question like people wanting to use condoms during sex. It makes mm-hmm. me like the messaging that we have around that stuff, because mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's, I mean, it's all the same. It's all disease spread and mm-hmm. and really what's written. And the thing it's, it's also about like what resonates with people. And so right yep. now, like all of you are sharing, we have so many more factors now. It's like the isolation piece, the mental health piece. Mm-hmm. The, are you even healthy enough to be interacting with people? Mm-hmm. So many different layers that come with this. And the thing that I wrote in my diagram as well is it's not just about the other person and who they've been around, but the underlying issues we have, we have a racist healthcare system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have over, overwhelmed healthcare system. Yep. So you did get sick or someone you do care about gets sick. They may like the resources. I, yeah. Right. I've had friends yeah. who are central workers who thought they had COVID got tested two weeks went past and still didn't have their results. Mm-hmm. Who knows who they've been around? We right. Are, right. Yeah lack of tests and lack of PPE and we have a capitalistic patriarchal system mm-hmm. that does not care about its workers. So mm-hmm. workers can even stay home and people can even stay home. And even if I was like a hairstylist or nail tech where a lot of people are still trying to get those services, mm-hmm. yeah. I still need to feed myself and my family. So it's like mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. see the other side as well. And so I just think like I don't know. I really hope that 2020 really flips everybody some on its head to really get thinking because Mm -hmm. this is not sustainable. Like this, Mm -hmm. like, and if we're looking at the trends from like the flu of what, 1918, they were in this shit for years. Then there was a second wave. And that's the part that people are forgetting that people are like, Oh, it's, you know, trends are going down. We'll open back up, but that's exactly what's going to happen. And I did read that the second wave killed like way more people, like, I think twice or three times as yeah. many as it did in the first wave. Yeah. Right? And the thing was ex- exactly the same. People were getting restless. They had like the victory day parade, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Philadelphia, yeah. If we're, I think when, that's when World War One ended, one, right? Yeah, All yeah. that stuff. Right. And so people were like antsy and they were like, Oh my God, we went to party. And then everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. So. Yeah. And like, yeah. thank goodness oh. for like the stuff we have now, although we talked about the, the technology annoying us at least mm-hmm. we're, Yes, yes, to connect yeah. and like yeah. you know, for us of us, for all of us who have jobs where we can do them from home, like we're blessed, we're lucky, and you know that's amazing. But it's also, I think that 
where I think we're just seeing everything for what our society is like mm-hmm. does not care yeah, about all the flaws, <laughs> right? A society that is willing once the stats came out of who this thing was killing, that's when everybody was like, Oh, what? Oh, we're fine. Oh, we can't I'll be all right. like that. Girl, I'm ready to go back. Like, let's, let's go. go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. What? And so then like, just even looking at like indigenous folks, they had to like mm-hmm. doctors without borders over. Like, it's just so much. That I just going on. the lessons that come out of this, like I feel like each week, um, like Shri was saying, like you know, it comes at you in waves. Each week, I feel like I'm learning a, a new lesson. Mm-hmm. A couple of lessons was essentially like, let's stop putting off the things that we said we were going to do because I feel like so many people are like, 2020 is my year, girl, and I'm traveling, and I'm, and now 2020 is like, bye, girl. You need. Yeah. To- you're staying the fuck home (laughs) i hope you want to read your book that you haven't gotten to because that's exactly what you're going to be doing and really hope it flips everything on its head but i Mm -hmm. hope it helps us like think and be more compassionate and yeah yeah no, be more mindful. Yeah, and I think like I think like you know I think one of the things people are saying is like things are going to be altered forever and like we can't ever go back mm-hmm. to right. the way things are. And I think same thing to to for like sex relationships and intimacy. Like that is going to be forever mm-hmm. changed in some way, right? Whether it's with a new person, whether it's a fourteen-year-old relationship, or you know, where somewhere in between, or like a new relationship or someone you're talking to on text. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's going to be very different. And I, I love your call to action, Vanessa. And I think that comes back to this thing of like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Especially like the, the, the four of us on this podcast or a lot of our listeners or what, like when you have privilege and resources. So what the fuck are you going to do about it? Like mm-hmm. if you're sitting here getting mad, like, so let's, let's act, right? What are the things that you can do to actually make those changes happen in terms of yeah. the healthcare system, in terms of education and public health and epidemiology and access, like all of these things of, okay. So Number now one, like, let the white people keep going to the protest maskless by themselves. Ooh. Do not join them. That's the number one call to action. Do not anti. Yeah, don't even bother. Just what let them do it. And I'm like, what are y'all? Okay, I, I saw y'all. this uh, a post on Instagram that was like, I wonder if like, Miss Rona herself made this flyer because <laughs> she is just looking for new victims because she's like, damn it, everyone's home. I can't get to anybody. Let me <laughs> make up this protest flyer. Okay. And that's how I'll get everybody. If the mountain will not come to Muhammad. <laughs> I know that that picture that got really, really famous of the woman like outside the truck with the sign and then the two nurses, the right? Nurse. And yeah. That is literally in front of my old apartment. That was in Denver, like right. Oh, oh really? Like, literally at the intersection of my old apartment. So, oh, my God. But, no. Vanessa, as we're wrapping up, I am curious about, in terms of closing us out, like what it is that you have to share in terms of anything, whether that's tips and tricks or just like kind of what the take-home messages or anything else that you're cooking up and working on that you want to let people know about. Yeah. And where people can find you. Oh, yeah, that's well, it. Thank you. Y'all, I have Dress city zip code phone number. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I go find me my PayPal. There you go. Ooh, send me true. plants. Send me plants in Baltimore. Um, nice. So, uh, so one, I had a really good time with y'all, but I think for me, um, I think we all can do things, and it does not have to be big, right? I think like simple things that we can do amongst ourselves. I think the first thing is taking care of ourselves and giving ourselves grace is our number one call to action. But I know for me here um, in Baltimore, the biggest thing is just like educating people and giving them, because sex is my thing, giving them the resources to have um, safer sex. So what I've been doing is uh, every few days I do curbside pickups for safe sex kits. <laughs> so um, so for anyone who needs a safe sex kit, it comes with everything free, free plan B, um, uh, female condom, internal condom, male external condoms, uh, dental dams and lube. And so um, folks can definitely hit me up and get that. And you can Text me at 443-692-7802 or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and DM me. And that's at Vag Esteem. That's V-A-G-E-S-T-E-E-M. And yeah, I mean, my number one thing is just making sure folks understand and have, you know, have education. So that's, that's where I feel like I can contribute. There you go. Throw condoms at it. 
Here, truly. Here. Thank you for fighting. <laughs> Amazing. Fight. For real, for real, for real. That is awesome. And to anyone who wants to get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you, the mm-hmm. listeners. First, we hope that you all are staying safe and healthy and somewhat sane. We hope that you're taking care of yourself the best Hell way that yeah. you can. Uh, yeah. Hopefully these tips helped. Um, let us know uh, via Facebook, Instagram. We're at South Asian SMH. Or you can email us. We are at South Asian Sexual Health at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories, your comments, suggestions, questions, whatever you got, throw it at us. We just want to what hear you, from you. What you want to hear in this COVID mini series? We've got a few Ooh. awesome guests coming up, but let us know what's resonating with you, what you need to know, what you want to hear more of. We, we, we got you. And until then, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.